Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Today on Molly Thoughts, it's actually going to be a little bit different. I was given this idea from a friend to have on people that were famous in other professions, such as actors and musicians. But what people didn't know about them is that they were goaltenders on the side, if you will. Secret passion for being a goalie. So I thought, wow, that's a really cool idea. So we got a list together of some people, and hopefully we can get them on to share their their stories and whatnot and just kind of see where the, the conversation goes. So it'll still be... A very much a Motley Thoughts type of episode, uh, kind of just seeing where it goes, but it'll have a neat twist. Who knows? I might even give him a tip or two. <laughs> so here you go, man. Motley Thoughts, first edition of the Secret Society of Psychotic Goalies. All right, today's guest is my first for the Secret Society of Psychotic Goalies. <laughs> he is an actor by profession, fellow Canadian, born and raised right here in the lower mainland Vancouver, I think uh, Port Moody to be exact. He is most known for his role in the television series Corner Gas as Hank Yarbo. But aside from his acting endeavors, I have been told he is a closet goalie geek, a fellow goalie union bro. So let's get this started and uh, see where it goes. I'm super stoked to welcome actor and uh, mediocre beer league goaltender, Fred Ewanick. And I don't know if I said that right, buddy. Oh, you didn't, which is good because it's like we were talking earlier. <laughs> it's come up and saw me because I said your name wrong. So, okay. Uh, yeah. How do I say it? Uh, Ewanick. 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 I know it's like it, it's spelt like Ewan. Like, yeah. it, like if you read it, like, you know, my dad so my dad went to uh oh now i'm gonna forget if it was Ver is it vernon no i think it's vernon where his, his you know his family kind of came from and moved to lower mainland like well before he 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 was a he was a, uh in existence but uh he went back up there or was it oliver i can't remember somewhere oh. in the interior okay. um and uh oh no that was his grandpa's name oliver um anyway and so he tried and if Apparently, like the the Iwanics that were there say it different and spell it different than the Iwanics that moved to the lower mainland. So I don't know if there's like a riff in the Iwanics <laughs> somewhere. Uh, so somebody told him and says, "You're saying it wrong," and and but never really said how they say. It. Anyway, so because it, there's a U in there, which is nobody's you don't say, right? E W A N U I C K. So the U, I don't, we don't know why the U's there. You don't say it. It's Ewanic. And then E-W-A is usually like you, you people want to say Ewan. Yeah. So I get like Ewanic, Ewanic, um, you know, all this stuff. And, and it's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, and so I'm always like blown away. Like the, the, every once in a while, somebody will come up. Uh, is it Ewanic? I'm like, yeah. How did you? <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Really? Um, I got introduced once as Jeff Eunuch. At, uh, and a, yeah jeff eunuch at, at an award show here local and and i was like wow that's that's just way off like, that's different how do you screw up fred i don't know um i've had some weird weird ones too we were talking about it earlier right back in the days of junior uh when i first would do interviews and stuff they would just butcher it and imu emu it, it, it never ever ever was said right but emu is the most common and that's I just I, I just let it roll because you know I, 
you can only say it so many times and repeat how it's supposed to be pronounced. So how is it supposed to be pronounced? Emo. Emo. Yeah. Yeah. It's so emo. Why is it? Well, yeah, because emo would be spelled E M like E M U. So why do but, I even get emo? Is well, it because the two, I the two O's people think it's ooh, but uh, in Japanese phonetically everything's uh, said phonetically. So O's is just too long O. You know, like oh, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, anyways, the people butcher it all the time. It kind of stuck though because people would chant moo, <laughs> <laughs> or, or some maybe it was boo. I don't know, but it, but uh, they would uh, like to call me emu, and so I just let it let it fly. Right. I never it never bothered me as long as the checks got to the right place. I I didn't really <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so for the people that don't know the 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 whole idea behind this was uh pitched to me from a friend uh kevin woodley from in gold magazine we were just brainstorming he was you know talking about my podcast and and kind of how i was doing it and he really thought it was cool the the types of people i was having on but he just said you know you should have uh some celebs that uh, you know are actors or musicians or whatever that play goal and beer league goalies and that would be a cool twist and I thought yeah that's a cool idea so we I didn't really have anyone at the top of my head and he said I know someone and how do you know Kevin? How I mean I guess just from the it might have been at one of the goalie. Um, Goldie Tendy Fests that uh, the hockey shop puts okay. on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it might have been one of those where I actually got introduced to him, and uh, I, I pro I'm probably annoying to him because like I go to <laughs> I go to before this COVID stuff I'd be at the hockey shop, like Cam at the hockey shop probably rolls his eyes when I walk in right because <laughs> I just sit there and I spend like an hour and a half just like trying every mitt every blocker, uh, flexing every stick like you know I know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and it, so it was probably one of those, cause he keeps saying, he's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm, we'll have you on Ingle, you know, the podcast. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm still waiting. He's never had me on his podcast, <laughs> you know? So, uh, cause I'm just like itching to talk goalie. Yeah. Um, but, um, so I can't remember the exact thing, but it, it, I think it was just through that. And he even, uh, I think I was bugging. Oh, I think this was it. I was bugging him to be a tester. Cause they, they used to do all the reviews on the website, the webpage. Yeah before they all the, the the new stuff they're doing now which is pretty awesome um and so finally he's like yeah okay and and i i met him at his place he opened the garage which is just like a candy store of gear like yeah. it's like all oh, the stuff i'm like oh my god and uh he gave me some stuff to try and i said he, he sent me home with it but it was all i'm just a little fella and it was all like you know i was just swimming in all this stuff yeah. that he gave me and i was like he's like how's the gear i was like i, I don't know i can't I can't move in it it's massive it's like yeah we don't usually get stuff for little cats <laughs> so i i don't get to because i'd love to test new stuff coming out like um well at one of those tendy fests actually i got i spent about i got to talking with uh pete smith of warrior yep and we we sat there on the floor it must have been like an hour and a half went by and I was, he was just just a wicked dude just answered all my stupid questions and uh we had a good conversation he was a good guy and i just love love hot, like goalie stuff anything goalie it's just uh, that's cool he's me. the guy for sure as far as gear is concerned he uh he he has the end to everything that's coming out that's oh yeah so 
And uh, it's amazing uh, for, you know, someone that didn't play, uh, you know, professionally or anything or high level, but he, his passion, it's crazy about, you know, what he knows about goaltending for not having played, you know, at a serious level. It's, it's pretty cool. He's a great guy too. He's, he's super busy. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's funny because I, I have to kind of find, uh, fit into his schedule to talk, <laughs> to talk to him. He's got so oh, yeah. going on, but, uh, cause I think he, he also is, he covers the Canucks too with NHL.com and yeah, he's I, I, that's um, so he's at the rank for all the games and everything. Uh, and yeah. See, that's to me that busy. I don't know. Like I, I keep trying to rack my brain how to, how to pay the bills around something to do with goaltending. Like I, when I was a kid, <laughs> I used to design my own goalie gear. Like I thought I'd be oh, yeah? a goalie. Oh yeah. Yeah. All that. Um, but uh, yeah, I wasn't, it hasn't been in the cards. I don't know. Too, too dumb, I guess. <laughs> so as I was saying about Kevin, so he introduced this idea about uh, bringing on guys that, that played goalie secretly. Cause quite honestly, the, the, the name I just, I, I just kind of gave it that secret society of psychotic goalies. I like it. Uh, because it, in truth, anyone that hears you play goal, like uh, for these people that just play goal on the side, it's like, uh, really? Like, why, why would you do that? <laughs> And it just, I thought it would be a really cool thing. So he brought up, he brought up your name and he, he put me through to you. And the idea that you're, you're an actor by trade and profession that, uh, that you play goal and, and what made it even more cool is you're actually from here and yeah. you're like almost, you're like a year, just almost one year to the date younger than me. Uh, you're, I, I looked it up, you're June of ni- uh, 71. I'm July yeah. 70. So oh, really? I, I thought, you know, not tooting my own horn, but back in the day in at that around growing up through junior and stuff, my name, you know, I thought he might even know who I am. Uh, not sure, but I thought he might even know who I am. If he, if he was a hockey guy back when he was a kid as well. And you were mentioning it on the phone before we got on the pod here that uh, you thought maybe you did remember my name somehow or well, something? Well, I, I, I don't, not growing up, right. but when he mentioned your name, uh, I knew right away who he was talking about just from like, you know, I guess just being in the community world, like you get the you, you get yeah, yeah. names and things kind of fall yeah. through your your ex- existence. Uh, that's, not, that's not the right <laughs> word, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I knew exactly who he was talking about. Uh, I knew he was talking about you and I knew a bit about your story, but I didn't know as much. Like I didn't realize you played in the Olympics and stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, I'm not jealous one bit about that. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. And then, and then when I realized that you were from, well, it says new West, but you weren't from new no. West, right? No. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was like, Oh God, he's like, he's like local too. Like, yeah, yeah. um, I was pretty, like I, so you're right. I grew up in Port Moody and Port Moody, it sounds stupid to say now because Port Moody, everything's connected in the lower mainland, but yeah. Port Moody when I was growing up was tiny yeah. and it was like, it felt really isolated. The Barnett at the time was, it felt, it felt like you were out in the boonies. Yeah. And even though like Poco and Coquitlam were like kind of right there, you're, you're all surrounded by Bush. Like it was just, it was all Bush. Like, right. um, uh, I think the population of Port Moody when I was going through school was like 5,000. 
Like it was small. Really? And, and yeah, now it's like it's hitting. I don't know what it is, but it's up around six. Like the whole area is just yeah, yeah. exploded, right? It's beautiful so, out there. It is. It's it's a hindsight looking back. It was a great place to grow up. But as a kid, you just like I got to get out of this. Place. Yeah, yeah. You know? I remember as a kid in playing minor hockey. I remember, and I played for North Surrey. Uh, I remember when we had to play Port Moody. It was like it felt literally like you're going to some secluded place that wasn't even part of anything. <laughs> yeah, I know it was like it was it was like a it was a hole like it, it, it I think yeah. sur- like it's literally like a geographical like it's surrounded by mountains right. and hills and it is a, like this little bowl of it, it was I mean I lo- like I'm I'm proud of it now like I loved growing up there and I, I'm you know looking when you hear kind of horror stories of people growing up and stuff and like not that Port Moody was a you know a saint place to grow up like but i i was lucky i had a good group of friends and you know you kind of maybe because of sports you kind of you know it was a bit of a community i guess is what i'm getting at yeah i i i I, like i said you kind of wanted to get out of there as a kid but when you look back you're like man that was that was a pretty wicked you know childhood Mm. like the uh where i was raised it was kind of as we mentioned you know the how everything down here is kind of together so i used to just when i left to play junior and then on through pro i always said i was from vancouver oh yeah <laughs> this is true you kind of are it is kind of i think I, you know what i think i say that too I yeah think, yeah like i just say vancouver uh uh because then if i were to say wally or surrey people are like oh oh there is a different uh there is a yeah. something pops in your mind when you're from, oh you're from oh yeah it might it might be dying now i don't know as far as that but for years and years if you said you're even from surrey and didn't even mention wally uh people were like oh really like it's from you're from compton or or something yeah it still exists because even today like if you if you meet somebody that lives in south surrey they'll say oh i live in white rock and <laughs> and like uh, back in the day it was just surrey if you you were from surrey they're you're trouble right yeah. and now they no, no no it's wally wally's the problem right like, you know so. well it's funny because I, well i i bought a house in 99 or 2000 in in white rock <laughs> as soon as i could afford to get out oh yeah and uh and we would come back in the summers after hockey season and stay stay here in white rock and and then we've since moved just out you know because white rock actually is quite small uh, so now we're in, in quote unquote south surrey but it's funny because why would you say south surrey well because people don't want to be associated yeah. with the rest of <laughs> I know, it's, weird. I it's think pretty it's, st- stuck up that way o- over here <laughs> yeah a good buddy of mine he grew up in surrey and and um i think he's got a little bit of the complex about it he's a little touchy yeah. about it yeah yeah no it's oh, oh, hey, it's the norm yeah. here it's, yeah well port, port moody was you know i don't think anybody even thought of port moody back then but um i was just thinking of that barnett i remember it happened a few times and i don't know if it was the salt because there was a sulfur mill i think there's it's still there and then there's the, the petroleum plants on either side of the inlet uh-huh. and it happened at least two times where people would be driving home on the Barnett, which was only one lane either way back then, just passing out at the wheel. <laughs> like it, just these leaks would happen every once in a while. And I'm, I can't remember where they were happening from, but yeah, it's just, 
it's poor back then poor moody was a weird place yeah it's cool kind of backcountry kind of place so did you play your your minor hockey uh, did you play minor hockey and stuff yeah i i played uh yeah all through all port moody all through all through i started a bit late i started in bantam but i was, I was oh yeah yeah i wanted to be a goalie and I, was, I could barely skate when i wanted to start and then so they sent me to peewee so i actually started a level below what i was supposed to be right and so I started in Pee Wee, but it was actually Bandon. But then when I moved up, but even though by the time I got to Midget and, and all that stuff, and I played lacrosse there too. So I played uh, hockey winter, lacrosse in the summer. Well, cool. And then, um, yeah, and then I, you know, I, I quit. Well, I actually buggered up my leg. That's why I stopped. I buggered up my leg when I was 20. And then I didn't play. Then I, I didn't play again until like I was in my 30s. Oh, no way. Yeah, like early, early, yeah, I was probably just 30. Well, that's yeah. that's cool. That's, you know, were you yeah. missing it and, and itching to... No, I, was, I wasn't really missing it. I Somebody somebody came up to me and they, they were... Oh, I was so my mom had a coffee shop in Port Moody and I was yeah. working there. And one of the customers, um, he he's like, hey, your mom said you used to play goal. We're, we, we need a guy tonight. Our guy can't play. And I still had, I still had like my old gear in the, in the house. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know. He's like, no, come on, please, please, please. It's really low level. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. And I was like, all right, all right. And like, honestly, God, as soon as I stepped on the ice, like the bug, the bug hit me again. And I, I was like, that's cool. I was like, why did I stop playing? I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Well, I know it's different because we talked on the phone earlier. I know it's different for like pros like you. Like it's uh, like it boggles my mind. Like when I hear guys like Kirk McLean and they, they don't want to play goal anymore. And I'm right. like, wow, why? But you were so good. Like, why do you want to keep playing? <laughs> yeah, you'd be hard, like I told you earlier, you'd be hard pressed to find uh goalies that played pro after the retired keep playing just for fun. Like uh like I, I play now if the team I'm working for needs someone in for practice or something like that. But uh every time I get people asking to to play you know in a beer league or or, right. or come out for for shinny hockey and i play oh, I, I don't like shinny decline. Even as, i don't even like shinny as a Sh- beer leaguer shinny shinny is the demon for goalies i know it's like, it's, well, you get lots of shots like, oh, you know, you know. yeah no not shots it's like pass 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 fast yeah, yeah. Shot. no and d they, no d everyone's no like d. god i'm good yeah <laughs> like it's, that's oh you know i it's follow a bunch of these guys like um uh, on instagram like the hey barber guy oh yeah you know him like he's and he's a nice super nice guy i've met him a couple times oh have you yeah but i hate i'm like dude try that with a you know a six foot two (laughs) uh 200 pound defenseman coming down on you you're not doing that stuff in a game like it drives me nuts and they're making these goalies look like idiots i'm like ah i just want to smack them i will say this if you look at it, everything from the outside and how it's gone over the years, it's amazing when when the game transitions, what now they're able to do. Like some of these things that years ago you saw on, like, say, someone doing it on their own, they'll never do that in the game. Like there's certain things now that yeah. people are doing in games, like that one from behind the net. The lacrosse goal, yeah, like yeah, Hogland- Hoglander's done it, a couple right? Of times. Like not not in the NHL yet, but well, well, now like there's the guy from the Canes has done it multiple times, and it's 
you would never have thought that anybody would even have tried that year. Yeah. Ago, right. But they, they're just getting better at shit. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty scary. It's, it's actually insane. It's a bit of a different game. It's not what I'm used to uh, as far as growing up is concerned, but man, these kids are talented now. That McDavid, and I know he's done it on multiple occasions, but just recently, um, was it again? Who'd they just play? It was Toronto. When yeah. he went end to end to end. Yeah. <laughs> just ridiculous. It's like, that's not even fair. Bobby Orr type shit. I have issue with the lacrosse style goal in hockey. Yeah. Because like, okay, so if you follow through and hit a guy with your stick, it's considered uh follow through and it's like a bit gray area. If like if you hit a guy in the in the in the head with a, your stick right. on a fall through, it's kind of like, well, it's fall through. But to me, that's kind of a dangerous play. You're coming around. If you like, if you miss and you get your stick all tied up in that goalie cage, that sounds like an eye popping out to me. Like I, to me, that's a dangerous play. I don't like it one bit. <laughs> that, that's the goalie union talk right there. <laughs> I don't like it one bit. It makes us look stupid too. That doesn't if they're help. allowed to do that, then your D-man should be allowed to cross check them in the chops. I think like that should be, all right, okay. If you can get it done. But if a guy yeah. can get to you before you get that puck in the net, you're free game. Yeah. Well, hey, there's some things now like that the the way the kids play, because of the rules now that they're they're allowed to just kind of freely do whatever they want. Like when you protect pucks now, people turn their back, don't worry about getting hit anymore, right? Right. So I don't know. I'm a bit uh, in between. You know, I'm I'm full on support to you know, protect the brain and, and eliminate concussion. Well, hope, you know, guard the, the protect against concussions. But there also is that bit where, you know, you need to be prepared defense wise. And right. the way the rules now are, these these kids can just kind of freely do all this kind of shit and not ever worry about actually getting smacked. <laughs> right. So yeah, I'd agree with you a little bit on that one for sure. And, and but hey, to 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 like go the other way as well. Like I've always said, like get rid of the trapezoid. And if a goalie's out there playing the puck, yeah, like, yeah, have at him. Like yeah. you know, like put him on his ass. Like if I like, agree, I, I'm all for it. Like if it's a clean hit, right? Just, yeah, if it's yeah, if it's a clean hit, like yeah. don't go head hunting. But I don't know. I've always felt that like, you know, like yeah, okay, give it a go. But you're free game. Yeah. Either way, like you want yeah. to hit the goalie, then you're probably and like, gonna... and your D man got to be on board too. It's like, hey, man, you're out there playing the puck. Like, if you're in your <laughs> crease, yeah, I'll protect you. But dude, you're wandering yeah. out there like a, you know what? Well, I don't know where it's going, but the the game has definitely changed. There's there's lots of good to it, but oh, it's more. It's definitely. I I like the move towards skill. I I do. Yeah. Um, and I I never like all those. God, um, a while back I was watching a bit of the old uh, 94 series between the Canucks and Rangers mm. and it was brutal. Like the, the stick work and the, like just the, the hits yeah. after the play and like, just like out of nowhere, the stuff Messier was doing to Linden was just like, I'm like, Oh my God. Like, and like, I remember being into it. Like, yeah, like that's like, you know, yeah. <laughs> gladiator kind of stuff. Um, it's, it's insane. I, if you watch, if you I did a similar thing and I watched one like the Edmonton Flyers, like in the early eighties, I want to say. Edmonton Flyers. Who, what was, was that the W what was that? No, no, no Edmonton. Oh, and the, the series. Edmonton. Yeah, the series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I don't remember the Edmonton Flyers. <laughs> no Edmonton against the Flyers uh, with Hexie. Oh, uh, 
and uh, I watched it was I think it was the final and uh, it, you watch those series and, and if you go back even further but like that when I'm watching I'm like there's a penalty every 15 seconds right like, that's crazy the whole game is a penalty it's like everybody's hooking and holding and slashing and punching and elbowing it goes on and on and on it's actually quite comical when you sit through a game and just kind of watch for penalties see you can't it just there's too many it's right. hilarious how much the game has changed and you know what part of it i get you know i i like the idea there isn't as much hooking and holding and and, and so the speed you see more of the speed but I guess what came along with that is then the open ice hits got harder and people are getting right. More. Oh, and they're like guys are monsters now. They're like massive. Oh, they're special. and they're fast. Like they're just crazy. Like, well, um, did you have you ever seen that? It was I saw it on YouTube. I don't know when they made it, but it was a, a Hextall tribute uh, video that they made. For, I guess they were um, saluting him in one in one of the Flyers games, and so they made like this. Meg, uh, Megatron, a <laughs> uh, big, big uh, screen. Yeah. Um, oh my! It's just, it's crazy. <laughs> like he's oh, yeah. literally chasing guys around around the ice, like literally chasing them around the ice, and you can see the fear in guys' faces. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, he was uh, he was a whole other level. He, he was one of my favorites as a kid. Oh, me too. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, he, he just, yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, uh, I was going to ask you. That was one of my questions. I don't. <laughs> I told you earlier. I don't. I'm not a reporter by any stretch, so I don't have a lot of anything prepared, if anything. That's but, good. I don't have anything prepared either. <laughs> but I did have a question. Do you have, you know, a few idols, people that you you loved growing up watching as goaltenders? Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I wanted to be a goalie because of Richard Berdur. Yeah. So yeah, the king, uh, king, King Richard. He he's the reason I wanted to be a goalie. Um, and then I've always been like, whoever the Canuck goalie was my favorite goalie at the time, like, you know, but on top of that, uh, and I never got to see Tony Esposito play live, like or on TV or anything, right. or I don't remember anyway, but, um, for some reason I had this fascination with Tony Esposito, like, you know, did you collect hockey cards when you were a kid? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So like, I, I would never trade a Tony Esposito card. <laughs> like I would trade and I all due respect to Ken Dryden. I'm pretty sure I gave away a Ken Dryden rookie card, you know, cause like, no. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can have Ken Dryden. How about your Tony? Op no, no, you can't have Tony Esposito. <laughs> I don't know why. Like it just like stuck to me. And Mike Liute was a big one oh, mostly yeah. because of the mask. Like I was going to say we're both the same age. So the masks for me were it, the thing. Yeah. That was so, it. so Tony Esposito, Mike Liute, uh, Ron Hextall, I hated Billy Smith with a passion because of the Canucks. <laughs> I just hated him. And now when I look back, I'm like, yeah, you know, Billy Smith was pretty cool actually. And then um, you want to talk about crazy. It, like Billy Smith. Oh yeah. Like yeah. His, his was actually, he was actually Hexy uh, more outwardly, like uh, looked crazier. He did crazy things like, like chased you down and stuff. But like Billy Smith was dirty. Like there was, there was a play. <sighs> I remember it's like, I didn't see it live, but where I guess, I guess he got sick of Gretzky behind the net. Yeah. So Gretzky went from one side to the other and, and, and Smith just like, like he's doing the poke check full yeah. length of the stick and just swung around the net and just like lumbered him. 
like just crazy. And then of course, you know, melee happened after. I learned one from him and I did it for years. And it's kind of weird because I'm known now as a coach being really the Zen master chill person, very calm, my demeanor, my voice, even they think I'm just this mild guy. Well, when I played, uh, there was a whole nother outside to me. And especially when I was younger, I really leaned towards the hexy side of things and used the aggression and emotion. And I would slash and break sticks all day long on people and take <laughs> penalties. And one, one thing I took from Billy Smith, he used to uh, take the knob of his stick. And when guys would come around, try to rap, he'd come around and he would lead with the knob of his stick. Uh. <laughs> so if by chance you were coming around nice and low, <laughs> right, you might take a knob right into the face. It's, cra- it's crazy to think like that now like that's just crazy totally but, yeah. but back then you had you had to that was that was the game right like i yeah. didn't i didn't i just played minor <laughs> hockey and stuff but i you know i'm i was a pretty timid kid growing up right but if anybody was in my crease i like i was told that's fair game like you, you hack them on the laces hit their ankles yeah, like whatever helps. you got to do a little blocker uh blocker to the lower back <laughs> if anybody was screening me like i'd give them i the I got yeah. suspended my first year back in beer league because I gave the guy the blocker <laughs> and like, I didn't know it was a rule. I said, what are you, he was in my crease. He's like, you can't punch a guy with your blocker. He was in my crease. <laughs> so, so right now, um, wh- where are you living? You're, you're not in Port Moody now, are you? Are you you're, no, I'm you're an, an East fan. Yeah, I'm an East fan. My folks, um, it wasn't, it's a few years now, but they sold the place I grew up in four or five years ago and they moved out to Langley. So, okay. Uh, and I've been an East fan. She's more over 20 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So right now, uh, you know, we haven't talked at all about your, your career and, and oh, that's uh, all right. no, I, 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 I'm tr- actually, I'm interested. We just get, we get rambling about goalie stuff and it, we could go. Yeah, sorry. I, no, no, I was, I'm that, all excited. That, I was all excited about, cause usually when I do stuff, it's like talk about the acty schmacky stuff. Yeah. And, I, uh, I, I would like to know though, like, cause it just, especially more right now, it interests me because uh, I'm affected in, in our field of entertainment and in sports entertainment. Uh, I, I can only imagine you must be affected as, as well uh, with what's going on. Uh, you mentioned earlier before the podcast, you know, you're doing some, uh, trying to do some voice work, just trying to keep yourself busy. You know, what are you up to right now as far as you work? Well, the, the, the paying gig is still corner gas, if you can believe it. Like the, we started doing a, an animated version. We're in fourth season now. Or, oh, that's yeah, so cool. fourth season. Yeah. So it's great. Like, um, that's been kind of my, I, I've sort of the last I don't know, five years or so I've been kind of, I kind of got one foot out the door. I'm kind of, I, I feel this draw to kind of do something else. Oh, and yeah? that's what I was joking. Like, I would love to, I don't know. I don't, I have no, I, I don't <laughs> know where I would fit in, in the goalie world, but I would love to work in that field. Like whether it be like, unfortunately there's no manufacturers out here. Right. Like I would go, I would love go, to go and work like say for, I don't know, any Vaughn or Brian, anybody right. like building gear would, that would be a cool gig to me. Um, 
So I've kind of, I, that's and, cool. I tried, um, a buddy of mine's a goalie coach out here and I got to know a couple other goalie coaches and, uh, um, and, and so I was, I wasn't coaching goalies, but I was out on the ice running stations and stuff for a little while, just for fun, mm-hmm. uh, to help, help a, a, a guy out. And, and I like that, but like, you know, I don't have the, like, I don't have the expertise to actually train a goalie. Right. But right. like being in that world was, I, I really, I, I like, that's to me is like, well, what could I do outside of acting? Cause I, I love what I do, but it's kind of a weird business. It's, it's, um, it's not stable yeah. and you know, and it's weird because in Canada, uh, you know, I, I'm really great. The career I've had has been fantastic. Like it's, it's bought me a lot of, um, comforts and, you know, I'm not like yeah. friends rich by any means, but you know, I've got a little bit of a nest egg in RSPs and right. we were able to afford to buy a, a home. We were right. lucky when we got in and, and other circumstances that kind right. of made it fortunate. Um, so I'm, I'm grateful for what it's given me, but in Canada, it's weird. Like you, you never really, if you stay in Canada, you're never going to make enough to, to live off of right. for the to rest keep- of your days. Right. Like, it's just you're, you're you're constantly you're constantly in the grind so you'll be in the grind for the rest of your life if you stay in the business if you're just focusing on one thing right um and it's been to get to get into other areas of the business for me is hasn't been as uh successful like um you know trying to create my own projects and and that sort of thing have right. mild success here and there but but um haven't really been able to get my my foot in the door so i feel like it feels like uh, whatever you want to believe in God or the universe or whatever it is, it's kind of, kind of, Hey buddy, you, it's time for you to move on and, and do pushing you in a different direction. Yeah. And the frustrating thing is I can't settle my brain on what that next thing, right. next thing is. I love voice work. Um, and that, and so the fact that corner gas has gone into the animated world is, is, it's just awesome. Like I absolutely love everything about it. Um, even like, I hate, in regular acting I, I hate the audition process i hate all the stuff you got to do to get work right but for some reason with with voice and i think it's because everything you have to do to get work is exactly like the job you'll be doing if that makes any sense mm-hmm. like so when you go into audition for a role in animation uh, back before covid you go in the into the studio you get all like geared up and and you go through the script and you that's what the job is, right? Like you're right, right. You're reading the script. Yeah. And in, in acting, you're, you know, it's nothing like what you'll be doing on the day. Like you're, you know, say it's like, all right, okay, you get into the audition. One, they're always behind by like half an hour minimum. So you're sitting there waiting and your energy levels just like, you know, so, you know, by the time you get in there, you're like, hey, you got to put on this, like, <laughs> you know, I'm over exaggerating, but, and then you get in the room and say, like, all right, okay. So you're a, you're a scientist and uh, you've been infected by an alien. Uh, you're lying on the gurney uh, and it's like exploding out of your gut. Okay. Uh, and you're just, you're, you're just freaked out. So go. And you're like, oh, all right. and you're, but you're standing in a room with like four people watching a guy behind the camera and somebody reading lines, but they're just like this into the page. And you're like, all right, all right. and you just come out of there feeling like an idiot. Like, what have I done? I just, like I'm, the best thing ever was uh, a buddy of mine, we were going up for the same thing and he was in just before me. So we're sitting there kind of chatting, catching up and he goes in his, right, oh, you know, break a leg. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And he comes out and he just sits beside me and he's just 
looking like you know nobody i don't know if he, and he kind of looks under the chair he's kind of looking i was like what what are you looking for he's like oh i uh i think i left my dignity out here i'm just trying to find it and i'm like oh and then they call it fred you're up and i'm like oh crap and so <laughs> you know you go and you're just like ah i know it sounds stupid it's like oh poor boy you get paid to pretend for a living but it's you know it's like oh hey I no I, hey i totally i can relate i can relate in as far as bet getting put on the spot the pressures of 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 having the spotlight and then saying you know performing i can that's tough to do yeah i, I can and i'll tell you what just you telling the story that i'm really uh, you know i i made a career you know, trying to keep your, your emotions you know and stay focused and stay in check but that story gives me anxiety <laughs> oh dude i so and this is the thing too because i've i was always i i was really a really shy kid growing up and uh, long story short, like later in life, I was having these issues and getting all this test work done. And, you know, I'm convinced I have heart problems and all this stuff. And it, long story short, it turns out I was, have, I was having panic attacks. Right. Oh. And so, so yeah, like you talk about anxiety. Like I, I would just be like, I, I couldn't do theater because I would just be such a, just such a wreck. Like the yeah. idea of being there like live, you can't screw up. And like, I would just have these, and then you keep going back like an idiot because if you say you're on stage or whatever and you get a laugh and it just, it's like a drug, right? Like it just, it just, yeah. oh, that's, but it, as I've gotten older, it's just like, man, it's just not worth it anymore. It's not worth yeah. the trouble I put my brain in. I know it sounds, it sounds stupid talking about it. Cause I, I literally get paid to pretend and I don't know. It, it's, it's all the stuff outside of it that just it does it doesn't make it worth it anymore sometimes. Oh hey, anxiety is real. Like you can, it, it it's a tough tough thing sometimes to just to be in front of a person and have to do anything, whether it's like yeah. You, you I call don't know. It, I... You call it pretend, but like it still is. You're trying to get a job, right? Yeah. And so there's there's a level of pressure now. You're being put in front of someone and you have to do a good job, even if it is quote unquote pretending it's still something that you're getting put on the spot and anyone who would uh criticize or be judgmental all they have to do is look back at themselves during class in school and when they used to have to get up in front oh. of the class and talk yeah and i would say the majority of people have a challenge with that it's the one kid every so often that loves to get up there oh, I know. But, but the majority of us have issues with it. Like I remember, you know, uh, thinking about, you know, doing interviews uh, when, and looking back when I was younger, <laughs> at some of the interviews, you could just tell like that there's a, there's a, that's real. I don't care. And I'm a fairly confident person, but it's real when you get put on the spot. So I hate, don't, I'm not judging at all when it comes to that, especially, Especially, like, I've always thought about, you know, what if I, because acting could be fun. And I thought, you know, I could, that'd be something. I remember thinking in the back, you know. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, the, I, thing is, the thing is. I couldn't is do the audition thing. I don't oh, think okay. I'd be good at that. I don't think I'd be good at that. I <laughs> Listening to that. No, well, that's just me, right? Like, you, you never know. Like, I was always surprised I ever got booked. Cause I, like, I would walk out and think, oh, well, that was fucking shit. Like, you know, and, and like, like how, like, and it's so, it, I, I think I can honestly say this. 
all the ones I think I nailed, I'm like, I got that. I'm getting the never get. And all the ones I like, I thought I just like, like bombed, <laughs> bombed, like just like, oh my god, like I'm not like like ah, I've, I'll really? I'll put one of those once in a while. I was like, I have no idea. I just don't get it. I don't know. It's it's a, it is a lot of fun. Like if I could, and look, I I, I I'm talking like I I hate it and I want to get out. And the, the reality is that it's not true. I like everything between action and cut is awesome. It's a lot of fun. And when you get on a good show with like corner gas for years, like um, this is actually something I realized we had in common. You spent some time in Regina and oh, I spent, yeah. you know, the better part of six years in Regina working on corner gas. Um, but like the, you know, you get on a show with a good crew and it's like, you love going to work, right? Like I, I love going to work. It's, oh, that's it's, cool. it's, it's the getting the work to go to that is I have, I struggle with. That's the one thing about having, a, I would imagine, being in a series as opposed to doing one film here, one film there. You must feel like a, a bit of a family and you get to work oh, yeah, with yeah, yeah. the same people. But, that must be cool. Oh, especially with Corner Gas. It was family is like the perfect way to say it. Because there were days where like, I don't want to talk to you. Right. You, know? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, but uh, I, I I feel really fortunate because I, I, I love everybody that I worked with on that show. Um, and I, I'm not just saying that, like, I mean, like I consider them family. I don't know if they consider cool. me family. I could be the cousin <laughs> they hate, but I like, I, whenever I, and we don't, we don't really keep in touch. Like we're not buddy buddies, but whenever we do get together, it's just comfy. Like I, I, yeah. I miss it. And that's one of the great things about doing the, getting to do the cartoon is I, you know, I get to play with them still every once in yeah. a while. Um, so I was really lucky with corner gas, but, but it's, but so like it's it's you know what I just kind of had a click I realized I think I I understand why you don't like playing goal anymore because like if I being that where you show up to work and it's like ah this is my you know this is my yeah. people, this is my family uh, and then when you get like say even if you get like a really juicy guest star role in a show right you kind of you show up and you feel like ah it's not my it's not my show right. you don't know anybody it's like going to a new school maybe yeah um, no, which is probably I, different yeah. than you playing beer league hockey but. <laughs> no, 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 I, I totally get it. I, yeah. I totally get the, the connection between the two for sure. Did you ever, um, you know, being an actor, did you ever uh, consider leaving Van and, and going down to LA? Yeah, I did. I went after, oh, did you? so I, I, uh, I went, so we did Corner Gas and then I did another show for two years. And then when that show ended, uh, my agent's like, you should, you should take a go at at LA. And I was like, all right. So we did all the, there's all a bunch of pre stuff. You have, you know, get ready to go. Right. So right. we did that. I went down and it was basically a really expensive six month holiday. Like it didn't work out. <laughs> I, uh, I got an agent down there and, uh, you know, I did everything I was told. I showed up and I think I just got forgotten. Like I was just sitting there and, right. and, uh, and I don't have the get up and go to kind of you know, get on people's cases. Like, Hey man, I'm here. Get me out. Get me out. I'm just like, I assume people are doing their job behind the right. scenes. That's so tough. yeah. So I, I, it was kind of, like I said, it was a nice holiday. Like I, <laughs> I got, I found a buddy of mine uh, had a place down there. So I, I, I rented his place with a, a, a few other people and it was just this like mansion in the hills of Burbank. Like it was huge. 
Like we all had our own like little suite kind of. It was beautiful. Yeah. We had a pool up in the hills. Like it was it was awesome. Like it was a great time. Yeah. But not good for the career. And then <laughs> and then I come back. I come back and uh it's a weird thing in Vancouver. It's like you have to start all over again. And like oh, that's really? yeah, pretty much like because I've, most of my stuff is Canadian and most of the most of the stuff shot in Vancouver is American stuff. They you know, they don't have any idea like your resume or what you've done or you know very very odd where uh, like a american uh, producer or director would come up and go oh man yeah corner gas was great like and if they're doing that they're just probably i'd not to be like bitter and probably the casting director mentioned oh he was on a show called corner gas it was very successful oh okay and then like <laughs> oh yeah i hear it. corner gas fantastic you know like you just you don't know like half the stuff you hear you, you can't it's weird you you I, you don't know how much is genuine and how much is just bullshit yeah you, you get paranoid about that right like ah you just blow smoke up my ass it's like oh wow he thinks i'm a big deal like you, <laughs> you don't know where you're going like half the time you it's, it's the mind fuck the entertainment business like it, your guys's field is that's a that's a tough gig man i had my first guest i had on was uh comedian ian bag and uh he's from terrace bc and he he did the whole rounds, you know, did Terrace, Vancouver, New York, LA. And then he's been in LA for a number of years now. Uh, but he, he went through all of his ups and downs and it's a grind, man. <laughs> well, it is a bit of grind. It's, it is, it's, a, it's, it's mentally tough for sure. Like you got, there's people that can, that can do it. Like they're just, they're, they're so great at, I don't know how they do it. I wish I had it. I wish I had the ability to, to just play the game, right? Like just, just do it. Like, this is what you got to do. So do it. And I, I, I'm more of a, you know, if I can't, if I can't play the game and I can't change the game, okay, I'm just going to get out of the game. Like, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I don't have, I don't have the fight. I wish I had the fight. Like, cause yeah. I, like I said, I love working. I love being on set, Yeah. but I, I just don't have the goods to, to grind it out i guess i wouldn't be a good grinder i'd be a prima donna i'd be i'm like it's too hard i'd be i'd be like that you know that guy would drive people nuts on the team he's like oh, he's got all the skill in the world if he just put a little effort into it right uh, that'd be me i'm like mm -hmm. but i said that's not true because in lacrosse i had no skill but i was a grinder well like, my son said the uh the first thing when i mentioned that i was having you on they my one boy, he was like, "Oh, he's the best thing in that whole show." In, in Corner Gas, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, could he talk to my mom? Because my mom thinks uh, the old guy. He's like, "Oh, Oscar is my favorite." I'm, like, I'm not your favorite. It's like, "Oh no, Oscar! I just love Oscar." I'm like, oh, mom. Well, tell him thanks very much. I appreciate oh, honesty, it. Honesty, honesty. Moms are always. Usually... Yeah, there's no bullshit in my family. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm sorry. You're just not the funniest. No, you're good. You're just not. <laughs> That's not how my mom talks. I don't know why I'm talking like that. My mom and dad grew up in East Van. That's why. I, so there's they kind of grew up. There's no bullshit with. Yeah, them. I was gonna say East Van. They're uh, they're real. Yeah, yeah, I, and it's still it's kept it's for the most part like East Van is still a very real section of Vancouver. Like all the stereotypes of that you get from the other parts of the country from Vancouver people think yeah. about people from vancouver it's like you'd like east van like you yeah. would be cool like commercial drive it's still it's not not as strong little italy, italy like it was when i was a kid uh but it's it's 
it's my favorite street in Canada I've ever been to. And I've been to some pretty cool streets like White Avenue in Edmonton is awesome. Right. Uh, George Street in Newfoundland and St. John's is amazing. But it's like, it's got nothing on commercial drive to me. George Street. The, well, I, I um, Before I was in LA, uh, I worked with Winnipeg. And uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I was the development goaltending coach. And uh, I stayed in St. John's a lot of the time when working in the development role. And uh, uh, so Newfoundland, uh, uh, great people, great, yeah. great people. Like you, you, you do that bar scene there and uh, it's like one big family, not just the one bar, like you could go in any yeah. of them. I, I, I got a pretty wicked bar story from, my time yeah. in Newfoundland. Let's hear. Let's okay, hear. so and this is like this just to give you a little idea, and there I I could I could list multiple stories of how incredible the people in Newfoundland are. Oh. Uh, um, but this one, so I was doing a show out there, and again I didn't know anybody, and they're like, "Oh, hey, we're going out to the pub. Uh, it's this little pub, you know." They showed me how to get there, and it was really cool. So you know, like this some of the streets, like the lower street, is it called Front Street? I forget. The, I don't know. I can't anyway, and then I know where you're talking. There's, yeah, there's these steps that kind of go through like the buildings to the next street up. Every yeah, yeah, couple spots. Yeah, and there's like in some of them there's these doors. And they're not really labeled. Like it's just a door. It's like yeah, go up to this step, and then there's a door. Go through the door. That's the pub. Oh, yeah. it's tiny. And it's sure, it was really cool. You go through this door. I'm like, oh, and there's this really cool little tiny pub right I that's totally what we're you're talking about yeah and so we were one of one of these places and i wish i could remember the name of the place tiny 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 but there's probably it was packed so maybe i'm gonna say 100 people were there mm -hmm. the place is packed and not all of us were with the show like there may have been like 20 people with the show and then the, the rest were just people there having a having a night out mm -hmm. and so i go up to the bartender i'm like hey listen uh, over here there's some of us i, I want to buy my group around can you can you open up a tab just for my group and he's like oh that's real nice yeah i'm like oh it's kind of standard you know you want to buy your right. group about so yeah yeah he rings this bell and the whole whole place stops and he's like hey this guy's here he's buying everybody's drink for the night and i'm like what what and like he's like ah! i'm screaming i'm like ah! i'm like oh what's going on What's happening right now and like i like for the whole night i'm just like I, it's just turned into like i can't drink anymore like it like literally three beer and the next day i'm a mess but back then i was still partaking right. and we're just like everyone's like oh you're like all these friends and then like at the end of the night i'm like oh my god like this is like you know this was a low budget film i was doing i wasn't making that much and i go up to him and i got you know it's getting close like two two in the morning and i'm like I should probably settle up with these. Oh, okay, okay. And he he gives me the the bill, and it was like a hundred even. What? A hundred bucks even. I'm like, uh, are you? He's like, do you have a good night? I'm like, I had a great night. I gave him a hundred bucks, and that Come was on. it. I'm not kidding. That's like a legit true story. And I was just blown away. I was like, like, how much money did you lose tonight? Like, <laughs> you know, like. Well, how, like, that's just like, I don't know. Or unless everybody was in on the joke and they were buying their own drinks. I have no idea. Like, I don't know what it was, but it cost me a hundred bucks. I was a hero to all these people or they were pretend I could have been the biggest cat. Like, you know, 
you know, um, maybe they maybe that's the thing they do every time. Someone, maybe maybe it's it, like they either kiss if they like you, you kiss the fishes that think you're a knob. They make you think everybody likes you. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably yeah. <laughs> I like I was like CFA. Like somebody told me, have you heard that term CFA? No. No. Somebody they the, the uh, Brian the driver who drove me to set every day. He was like he's like because uh, we were talking about townies. And uh, and Bayman, and I'm like, well, what's a what's the difference? Oh, townies. If you're born and raised in like St. John's, you're a townie. If you're born and raised anywhere else, you're a Bayman. And I'm like, oh, so you're like a from the. So I grew up in Port Moody, so that means I'm a Bayman. He's like, no, no, you're CFA. I'm like, what? He goes, CFA. If you're not from Newfoundland, you're CFA. I'm like, well, what's that? He goes, well, there's two. There's the good and the bad. And I'm like, which one am I? He's like, oh, yeah, you're the good. You're come from away. I'm like, oh, what's the bad? Complete fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm glad I'm not that one. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's hilarious. It's funny. I in 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 Newfoundland when I was with Winnipeg uh, organization, I I'd, I'd already stopped uh, drinking uh, back then for 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 a little while, anyways. Uh, after I retired, and anyway, so I wasn't drinking anymore, but. I had one night there. Uh, I would go out, and uh, we took it to the the team. Went to the conference final in the American League, and the the series. And sorry, not the conference final. Went to the final. What am I saying? And we lost in the final to Texas Stars, and it was done. And this, what a great season the team had, and whatnot. And so I went out with the this this staff, and then one assistant coach and I, Mark Morrison, good buddies and just got into the, I went with it, you know, uh -oh. cause uh -oh. it, no, no, it, it was cool. Like I, I quit for, for, for me, not because I, I felt I had an, an actual addiction, but uh, I thought, you know, what the hell, this was special. And, and we went to all those places you talked about and uh, just, there's so many of those places there. Like you yeah. talk about the whole holes in the wall and he yeah. knew of all of them already. So like he'd walk in and they knew us and, you know, we did all these little places and it was so cool. That's probably what got me going. Cause I'm, I was always a drinker for the, for the moment. Like the, it was the, the party that got me. Right. Going. Yeah. And that, that whole vibe there, everyone in and every, every single bar you went to, they made you feel like you, they knew you forever. Like, hey, like, and they'd welcome you, and you go to the next place, and it'd be the exact same thing. It was it's yeah, so, it's, it was so uh, awesome there, so awesome. Everyone we met that I met, anyway, uh, you felt a real, uh, you know, it was, it was genuine. It felt genuine, anyway. Mm -hmm. Like the, the the friendly, the kindness, and um, we even like my wife and I even drove across. We drove across Canada, so we went back to Newfoundland. And we stopped in Cornerbrook because somebody said, oh, Liz and Ernie are expecting you. Give them a call when you get to Cornerbrook. I'm like, who's Liz and Ernie? I, I, <laughs> I don't know who Liz and Ernie are. I'm like, I tell them, we got to stop. We got to call. They're expecting our call. We got to call them. And uh, and so we get to like, I think it was a petrol can and like on the highway. And we're like, hi, uh, Ernie. Yeah, yeah, it's Fred. Oh, hey, we've been expecting you. Where are you? We're up. In, oh, okay, Ernie's, yeah, I'm going to come up there. I'm going to. And I'll guide you down to our place. We've uh, we've made you brunch. I'm like, 
<laughs> and we're in there, they're in their kitchen. They've made this huge spread, you know, and, and then he's no the whole day they're taking us to every corner of corner brook. And yeah, like we've known them forever. Like, like it was, it was awesome. Yeah. It's a great part of the world, man. It's, and it, it's like completely different planet from oh, any other place in Canada. Totally. Like just, it, just, it is, a, it's, it's, go, it's gorgeous, but ru- yeah. like rugged and yeah. 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 I, you know what? I, I really believe it's a, a really one of the best kept secrets. I, not a lot of people know about it uh, and how nice the people, how nice the place is. The only thing that blows, man, is like I used to base in Vancouver and then travel to all the different places where the development need, was needed. So I'd spend you know, two weeks in oh. St. John's and then I would go fly to, you know, elsewhere and, and whatnot, back to Winnipeg or wherever. And uh, the trip there oh, a joke. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. So you fly the, the one. So when I was doing that film, I hate flying too. Like I, oh. I, any chance to avoid a flight I'm on. Like I used to drive back and forth to corner gas every year. Cause I just, I didn't want to take the flight. Like, no way. Yeah. Which is all right. Cause I love road trips and it was actually, I always looked forward to the road trip out, but um, couldn't do that to Newfoundland. <laughs> I think that wasn't going to happen. And the one, the first flight in, it was the, the wind was something fierce. And, and oh, if you uh, hate flying. Oh God. Like, and, <laughs> and it's the, the airport there. I don't even know where it is exactly, but it's on top of a bluff or something because you're coming in from the ocean and the engine was like struggling. Like, so you're like, you know, when the engine, like it's calm and then it's like, like it gives and you're like oh and then it dies down and you're like oh my god and the plane's like like kind of being bounced around a bit so you look looking out the window and you see ocean and then you just see rock and you're like oh god and you see oh and you i just imagine the pilot just kind of like sweating it's just like oh like you know jesus mary and joe like just oh my god where they make it it's like oh god it was a stress ball oh my god just reminding me of it <laughs> i did it so many times that and I mean, I'm an easy flyer. Like I, I not a lot gets me rattled. It, it has to be really bad. Like we got to be nose diving down for, for me to think that we're in trouble. But every time, like so many times we'd be flying into that airport and we did flybys all the time because they're like, yeah, this, that, that's not safe. <laughs> so oh. they, they'd pull up and you're like, you're, you're coming down, you're thinking you're going to land all of a sudden it goes back up and people are like, what the hell? People, people crying. And <laughs> that, that was the last time actually I was on a flight where people cheered. I remember as a kid, cause we used to go to, uh, we went to Disneyland a couple of times and Hawaii a couple of times. And, and, and I think maybe our generation is the first generation where people stopped clapping when the plane would land do you, do yeah. you ever remember that oh yeah totally yeah and so it haven't happened for years and years and years that flight everyone like just you know like standing ovation <laughs> <laughs> but that was like more like uh thank god you got us down a lot yeah, yeah yeah i think so yeah yeah um, no i remember those flights man that was that's a strange place to go into it's almost like it felt like a the Bermuda Triangle type of airports where like it's just different than everywhere else all the other airports and then there's St. John's and like you got to be a special pilot to get right. <laughs> you, you got to have a special license to fly into St. John's airport it's just, it's nasty man nasty I was going to ask you Fred yeah. back to your goaltending 
Uh, oh, okay, good. Back to your goaltending. And I, I didn't want to forget this because, you know, I know we were talking about other stuff, but it's been on my mind. Uh, I, when I was looking up, you added me just the other day on, uh, followed me on Twitter. Yeah. Is yeah. that creepy? No, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, there's, there's Dusty. I was like, uh, it's literally like, this is how stupid I am. I was like, oh, is it is it going to be weird if I, oh, shit. Ah, you know what? Fucking, I'm going to do it. And then I did it. And it's kind of like when you you liked a girl back in the day before there was call display or anything and you'd let it ring, you're like, you know, and then you'd hang up real quick. It's like, oh, no, maybe I shouldn't, you know. <laughs> That's not what it was like. But now, now I've made it creepy. Now I've made it awkward. <laughs> So, so anyways, I was like, "Hey, Fred, Fred followed me. Cool, followed you back." So I, I looked at your account and and you put in your own bio. So this isn't me, and I said it in your intro when I introduced you. Yeah. I said mediocre, barely goaltender, and you uh-huh. you wrote that in your bio. So I want your honest opinion. And this, you know, you know, and if you want some, I'll give you some free tips. You know, free of charge. Well, but okay. I want to know your I honest. I prefer to get opinion. on the ice and get those tips, but that's all right. I want your honest opinion of your goaltending. Um, you, how how are you? <laughs> I'm better than I let on. Okay. For my level, like we're talking about the level I play. Okay. Right. Like I'm I'm going to be 50. Yeah. And I'm still playing in the 19 plus division. Oh, and cool. I'm I'm consistently, you know, our team is usually. Well, lately we've been bottom of the <laughs> bottom of the standings, but um, and I haven't played in a year, which is driving me crazy. Uh, you know, I, I oddly I'm a better goalie now than I wasn't when I was a kid, and it's and it's it's because I you didn't get like when I was a kid going through minor hockey, we didn't get training right. Like right. Um, we st- my parents the last few years I played. Uh, well, before I got to midget, like um, they sent me to, uh, you know, Paul Fricker. <laughs> yeah, I know Paul. Yeah, yeah. So he back in the day, he used to have Northwest goalie schools. Mm-hmm. So he'd do a summer camp, and so I, you know, you go there and you'd learn right. how to do the Bouchard. He called it. Remember that? That's oh, yeah. it was like paddle down <laughs> one on me, one paddle down. Yeah, uh, we, that's what we worked on the the Bouchard and and uh, shuffles and you know, shuffle from the red line to the blue line, shuffle back, like that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so I mentioned, I had a, a buddy who's a goalie coach. Uh, I grew up with, he's a Port Moody guy. And so when I told you, I got back when I was in my thirties, I was like, Oh, I got the bug again, but I'm terrible. Like I, like I'm getting lit up. Like it's, yeah. it's you know, I want to keep playing, but my, I, you know, I'm getting angry because I, I'm getting lit up. And she's like, okay, okay, I'll bring you, I'll show you some of the new stuff and all that stuff. Right. So uh, it was funny. He goes, okay, show me your stance. And I get my old, like, you know, like, <laughs> and he's like, oh God. All right. <laughs> and so he's got me, you know, and now, now I'm a nerd for all new technique and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. So I actually think I'm better now than I was when I was a kid. Cool. Um, plus with the equipment, like I don't feel anything like it, but rarely you feel a stinger, right? Like rarely. That, that makes a difference. It makes a huge difference. Like ninety percent of my saves, I don't, I don't the, like it's an audio podcast, but like you can see me. But like ninety percent of my saves when I was a kid, if it wasn't coming to any of my gloves or anywhere I could kick out with my skate, it was like this, you know, <laughs> clenching up, like oh god, <laughs> you know, doing everything I could to either get out of the way with it or just like oh, just accept the fact this is gonna hurt. Um, 
Whereas now it's like, yeah, I want to get my body in front of it. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Come on, buddy. Um, I'll say this about where I'm at as a goalie. Okay. I've been to the finals five times now. Yeah. I, got, I, I come away with three championships. There you go. So, so, so you can't take those championships away from me, Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. That's fair enough. Oh, and and Champions I was champion. I I held my own. I've over the last few years, I've had, and this is like, this is the thing I I probably in my hockey life I'm most proud of as I got to skate. Now it's just like a a stay in shape shape stay in shape skate for the connects alumni they right they, yeah they would do uh i think i was like fifth or sixth string when they need a guy like yeah. when one of their guys can't go and so I've, I've probably close to a dozen times i've been on the ice with those guys and i you know other than the first time i kind of hold my own like you know i make that's some saves cool. and you know yeah so that, that's that probably bad. a cool rush for you you know oh the first time i went out phone my dad i'm like dad I'm going like I'm skating with the Canuck alumni. He's like, what? Second, like, him and his buddies came down and watched. Oh, that's and cool. And the day I was there, like guys, uh Dave Babich was there, you could your Lume, Cliff Ronning. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I was just like, oh my god, like holy crap, like I'm on the ice with these guys. Like it's like, you know, uh, and I always forget his last name, but the maybe you know him, the old the, the old old defenseman, Eddie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the a super cool guy. So beer league guy comes out and these these guys some of these guys are in their late 50s early 60s eddie i think is in his 70s yeah there's a couple and, old ones but they like uh like loft house for example mark is my uncle is he yeah seriously oh wow he's yeah. a wicked dude yeah. he he can fire the pucks like he can still <laughs> get like you know it comes over the blue line and it's top corner yeah like you know well that was his and, bread and butter oh and so I get up, I get lit up a few real quick, like real quick. And one gets by me and, and Eddie's standing beside the net and he pulls the puck out of the net and he goes, he goes, Hey, I think you think you're a bigger goalie than you actually are. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause I, you know, you know, the shot comes, I drop to my knees and you know, it's like, bing. It's like, Oh guys I play with usually can't uh, elevate it that quickly. <laughs> You know, like Lume scored one on me. He was literally less than a foot in front of me, and he he backhanded it top corner. I'm like, how is that even geographically ge geometrically possible? How yeah. do you do that? How about um, Cliffy? Oh yeah, I made the mistake <laughs> of stopping Cliffy uh, once, and then that was it. Like he it turned on the Cliffy juice. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, like he just he was determined to uh, to explain to me, look you don't belong here and I'm going to prove it to you. <laughs> he's very competitive. He He's a wicked guy. Like I, I wanted to take it like in the room, yeah. he's super friendly and nice. And but yeah. on the ice, it's like, he doesn't, he, it's like, Nope, this is hockey. This is business. And I'm going to rip you a new one. Cause you're the goalie. And uh, he's got, he's still got it. Like he's well, got of anybody. I told you earlier, I skated with as a forward once I retired for years with the Canucks alumni and uh so i know all those guys but it was funny everybody would be out there for a good time <laughs> and yeah. then there's cliffy yeah <laughs> he so, he just wanted it's almost like 
someone was in the stand secretly keeping stats because <laughs> he just wanted to rack up the score and put points on the board. And he would stay out the whole game. Oh. It was funny. He's, he's, got the good, he's got the goods, though. He can play. Uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. Like There was an argument once about the score. And... Uh, <laughs> And I had a pretty, I had a pretty big grin on my face watching it all go down. <laughs> like well, it's, it's. It would uh, always be Cliffy and Wayne Van Dorp. They would just oh, yeah. go at it all the time about oh, what the they? score was. Uh, no Van one Dorp's, else cared, except those guys. <laughs> Van Dorp's a, uh, he's a. I was, I, I ran into him at, uh, at a pub out in, in Coquitlam. And he came up to me. And I was just blown away. He was like, "Hey, Freddie!" Like, just from like I'd only been out there a few skates, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, Freddie. that's a cool." Yeah, there's They've, a bunch I, of great guys there. Oh, they they were all like, "Your K Lume is a." We, we talked a bit after one skate, and same thing. Whenever I come in the room, he he would always kind of make a point of saying, "Hey, Dave Babich too." Always mm-hmm. would. Um, He's a, I've, I've talked to him a few times out here and they're out and about, like I ran into him a couple times at uh Coquitlam express game and he always had time to sit and talk and mm-hmm. just a really nice guy. Like just a, a yeah. uh, awesome guy. There's a bunch of them like that. Did you ever meet Mac before he, uh, Mac Hardy? Yeah. I just, just in passing. Yeah. I had the opportunity to talk to him uh, once or twice. Cool guy. Uh, briefly, really nice guy. Um, his brother too. I didn't realize, which, uh, used to run the express. They they had a like express dinner where they raised money for the team, and he he would uh, right. MC it every year. Yeah, uh, super nice guy too. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Orland, he was awesome. Oh, I never got turned to, back. I never got to meet. Yeah, there was a a bunch of great uh, the older uh, alumni, some yeah. really nice guys, and uh, it's different uh, too meeting that 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 era because uh, they have a different vibe about them, you know, uh, than the newer one. And I'm not saying the Cliffies and stuff aren't great guys too, but it just was neat to be uh, sit down uh, in the locker room and have locker room talk with some of the older ones. Uh, yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. I, I, I definitely feel like an outsider, but, you know, but it's even being after the skate, just sitting, listening to all those guys. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. It, it makes me feel like a kid again. Like I, I, this is exactly how it makes me feel. My dad, uh, for m- most of his life, he was he worked for BC Transit. But when when uh, when he was young, and when I was like very very young, he still worked at this uh, pub that doesn't exist anymore. This nightclub called the Pharaohs. It was down in Gastown, and and it was a popular place with a lot of the Canucks back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't know that, but one day he took me to a game in the old Coliseum and we're walking through the, the, you know, Fourier and, and I, I, my, my eyes light up because Harold Snips was walking towards us. Oh, cool. And, and I just like, you know, I don't get starstruck uh, in my, well, if I met Robert De Niro, I'd probably get starstruck, but generally I don't really get starstruck. Right. Unless it's a very limited number of hockey players. (laughs) Most Canucks from when I was a kid. Right. Uh, and probably like if I met Hextall, I'd probably get all. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but uh, uh, Harold Snips was definitely because he was like Harold Snips was a god in, back in the day for Canuck fans. I for my group of buddies anyway. Right. And so I'm like, oh, my. 
like I'm, I go to my dad, I'm like, oh, and before I could get out the words, that's Harold Snips. Harold Snips goes, Billy, to my dad and comes and gives my dad a big bear hug. And I'm like, and then I'm looking at my dad. I'm like, my dad is cool. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I did think my dad was cool. I still think my dad is cool. But it, like I was, that's what I felt like in that room. Cause like, you know, there's Dave Babbitt and your yeah, yeah. and Cliff Ronnie and, you know, all the guys, like I, I just, yeah, that's, I just, that's pretty cool. It is. It that's pretty cool. cool. It's funny. Cause the, the, the goalies that would play for the alumni, none of them were goalies. Uh, like as far as Canuck goalies or pro goalies. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you could tell when they were in the net, like they were given her because they, it was a rush, you know, to, to be able to play with those guys. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Binger who plays, you know, Binger. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I just know him from being at the skates and stuff, but I, he, I don't know what he played. I know he played pretty decent level but i don't yeah, think yeah. he ever played pro did he play pro he played pro but oh did he oh yeah okay. he did he did i forgot I'm, I'm, he's the only he's actually the only one that, right but i remember the first skate i went to it was he was the other goalie oh, and really? i i remember seeing him because and i i hope this doesn't come across like because uh i thought oh i'm i'm at least as good as that guy right <laughs> you know like i can't you know i can't be any worse than that guy and then and then you realize like oh I'm, I'm nowhere near as good as that guy. Like he just, he's a, he's older than me, but he, he knows how to, he knows how to play. He's yeah. played, right? Like I haven't played, he's played. And when you realize that, like every once in a while in beer league, a guy steps on the ice, like a ringer comes out yeah, and they just have an aura about them, the way they skate, the way they handle themselves. You're like, oh crap, that guy's played. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he's just, <laughs> As far as that, you mentioned all your Canuck uh, goalies that you like. Did you do you go back as far as the Kurt Release and or is it more the you said Richard Brodeur, but yeah, what about Rick, Glenn Hanlon? Oh yeah, Glenn Hanlon, absolutely. Glenn Hanlon was one of my favorites until Richard Brodeur came along. Right, right. And um, I actually have a signed Glenn Hanlon stick from when he was with New York. Oh, cool. And uh, I got a signed Brodeur stick. And so th those are the guys I like, I really remember, like, mm -hmm. but there's a old picture of me and diapers, maybe not quite diapers, but very, very young and watch like glued to the TV. And it's uh, a close up of Gary Bromley. Ah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, what a cool mask. Yeah. Maybe yeah, arguably one of the best of all time Canuck history. Um, Kurt Ridley's was I awesome. Was say Kurt for me. Yeah. Kurt Riley's mask was the shit. I, yeah. I love that. Yeah, that I, 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 I agree. I, I, so simple, so awesome. Um, but John yeah. Garrett's, John's Garrett's was awesome too with the, the skate one with just yeah, yeah. simple, the two lines down the, like the <laughs> upside down V. We did a Canuck alumni skate. Uh, we played before the, the Canuck, uh, the Canuck had a, the skills comp. Oh yeah. At, at, at Rogers. And we played a game before the skills comp. And uh, so there's legit like 12,000 people and, uh, you know, they sold, oh, wow. they sold tickets to it. And so they're like going out to see the Canuck alumni. And, you know, there's a handful of us that aren't ex-Canucks. And um, John Garrick decides to put the pads on as one of the goalies. And 
he hadn't played in a long time and he had this old shit gear oh no and, and old gear and his original mask oh yeah oh. on <laughs> like like i don't care like you haven't played in a long time you're older you have this old mask on you know pucks get up there by accident yeah you're not going to be able to to block that from your face man but it was pretty funny because i don't remember him being that small and how how tall is he you think oh he he can't be five if he if he's five seven on a good day maybe five six he looked tiny and he he had old gear on too so he didn't look it was like man that's that just shows you back in the day like you know how much net you didn't cover from your gear right well that was more the norm right the little guy was in the crease more often than not oh yeah well for sure andy Um, moon yeah i'm only five i'm five nine on a good day so i don't you know (laughs) the gear now i take up a little bit more net but not yeah 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 well i'm the same height as well and when uh whenever i go in net like in the american league or whatever uh in practice it's kind of funny because i to this day even when i skate i don't feel small like i just know where to play as far as my positioning and and everything but then i'll watch some video or something that they put on television or whatever that dusty played or whatever and i'm like holy fuck i'm (laughs) tiny man (laughs) (laughs) I, i must have this uh delusion of myself that like i feel like this big tall goaltender but man when i watch myself back on tape i'm like holy shit i'm that small <laughs> how tall are you uh, five eight oh so we're about the same yeah, i yeah, could have yeah. played pro you tell you tell me i could have played pro <laughs> <laughs> players would always joke about it because uh you know they see me or because they're so used to seeing big guys. They don't see guys five, eight anymore in the net, but uh, you know, I can still give them the, the glove and take it away. <laughs> you know, you know, but it, it, it's pretty funny when you see yourself and how much bigger guys are now. It's, it's nuts. It's nuts, man. Yeah. I can't, I, there's that great uh, picture of Darren Pang and um is it Ben Bishop? Bishop? Yeah. It's Bish. Oh, it's it's hilarious. <laughs> it's like a it, and they Pang, Pang looks like a hobbit. They had they swapped gear. Yeah. That's what made it look even funnier. Yeah. Because it looked like Bish literally had on soccer shin pads. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's an image out there too with uh Carrie Price wearing some uh, I think it's Jacques Plant's old gear or something yeah. similar to what Jacques Plant would have wore. Right. And you're like, oh wow, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's crazy. It's crazy what the goalies used to wear back in the day. Well, hey man, um, I, I, what, where are we at here? Is first, oh, right. Oh, on. I don't oh. know. Was I rambling too long? I'm no, sorry. no. That, that I love it like that. It's uh, you know, I'm glad you you gave me the time to to I spared your time to do this for me. I had so much fun. Uh, I hope you had it half decent time doing it oh yeah no i was looking forward to it. like i said it's uh i like uh i like talking goalie stuff and whatever well, i mean uh, it's cool i was jazzed to meet you well who knows like uh, while we were talking i was thinking you know what would be might be cool is if i because i don't usually have on uh 
just goalies, like just to, to talk goalies or, you know, like I, obviously I could have on Jack Campbell or Cal Peterson, or, you know, Hellbuck or whoever. And, it, but I don't really want to just Johnny you know, name dropper there. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but how how cool it, this might be something cool we could do it like a, a pod where it could be dusty and you and we could <laughs> yeah and oh and, i'd be into it you know and and, and uh, interview some of these the nhl guys and uh but it would be kind of more fun that way because it wouldn't be their old goalie coach talking They'd have to deal with this dumb beer leaguer, like, you know, uh, man crushing on them all. With it. Oh, man, tell me what it was like to play in the finals. With <laughs> Is that cool? Hey, do you, do you tie your uh, chesty in or do you let it hang out? What do you do? What do you do? Oh, that's what I do, too. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> probably like, what the hell? No, I think it'd be kind of cool. But anyways, hey, thanks a lot, bud. I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, if there's... Um, you know, ever a chance that maybe we can do something down the road here, you know, maybe, maybe we can hook something up like that. Oh, I'm in, I'm in. And Hey, if you ever get free ice and th- th- you need somebody to take up some of it, let me know. I'm just <laughs> itching to get on the ice. Well, hopefully we can get, you know, some of these rules changed and we get back to some kind of normalcy. And then for sure, we'll, we'll definitely hook up regardless uh, oh, and finally awesome. meet in person, man. Okay, cool. Thanks a lot, bud. Thank you. Peace to you. Right on. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed the first edition of the Secret Society of Psychotic Goalies. I want to thank Fred for coming on and being the first guinea pig into this uh, idea. I had a great time talking with him. He's lots of fun. He's a really nice guy, actually. And I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed talking to him. If you want to check out Fred uh, and you know follow what he's doing, you can check him out on his Twitter. And it, his handle, I think, is at Fred, E-W-A-N-U-I-C-K. And his Insta is at F-R-E-D-D-I-E-W-A-N-I-T. Anyways, that's it. That's all we got, man. I hope you guys all have a great day. And as I always say, stay safe, stay connected, and God bless. Peace out!